comes to death, verbal to no defeat. With the best line in hockey, there's nothing you can do but stand around and watch as the score on you. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley. And AJ, it was rusty, it was gritty, it was greasy, it was sloppy, but the Colorado Avalanche have won their first game in the bubble. Maybe an exhibition game, but a W nonetheless. Cheers to that. Yeah, um, I don't have a drink, so I can't cheers to it, but I'm all about it anyway. Um, but as you said, sloppy, imperfect. It's the first game that they've played since March. Yep. So what'd you expect? Um, way more of a penalty parade than we've seen in any of the other exhibition yeah, games. That was so rough, far. man. Some of them, uh, I would say, were well-earned, like those high sticks in the third period. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of them a little less so, like basically every slashing call that they made. Yeah. Um, Honestly, it was just just nice having hockey back. I hear you, man. Yes, it was an exhibition game, but it certainly didn't feel like one. Being able to, well... It felt like one in regards to the rust, but it didn't feel like one in regards to watching this sport again, not just this sport like we got to see yesterday, but this sport with the abs actually playing even got a little bit chippy at moments in there going up against the wild. Um, it It's just such a treat to be able to watch hockey that I care about again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, like it was, it was cool. Um, I watched the, uh, you know, I watched the the Pittsburgh Philadelphia game. It was fun. Yep. Um, I I casually had other games on as they were happening, but that was the only one I actually sat and watched, and was quickly reminded, like, oh, exhibition hockey. <laughs> it's so messy. <laughs> I will take it over no hockey, but like you, yeah. <laughs> and it was awesome. Um, dug it. I really, I'm I'm walking out of this uh, feeling really good. Honestly, uh, they didn't play very well, and they still did just fine. Um, I'm, I feel great about the goaltending, both of them. Uh, I feel a lot better about the PK now that at once yeah. <laughs> it once went it seven settled eight. in, yeah. Once it settled in, and the only goal against was a. Uh, was was the four on three, and they had two forwards out for the four on three. Which I, when it happened, I was like, "Oh, I don't know about this." And then they scored twenty seconds in, and it was like, "Oh, I really don't know about it now." <laughs> that was a choice. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it looked like JT Confer looked totally lost on it. He yep. did not look like he was comfortable in that situation at all. Um, so you know, a lot of lot of a lot of guys were put in a lot of different situations. This was not. Like game eighty two tune up to a to the postseason, right? This was very loose. This was very sloppy. Um, a lot of guys in a lot of different roles doing a lot of different things. the The PK unit really was kind of the uh, the star of the game. Yeah, um, uh, PK went seven for eight. 
and and really locked it down well. No no arguments there. Top ice time getters being Eric Johnson and Ryan Graves as the key PK defensemen. Yeah, that was probably the best side of the defense tonight. As as there was a lot of a lot of sloppiness there, which I mean, let's let's jump into this. The biggest difference in the Avs lineup here was they get to run 13 forward 70 Jost in as expected on the forward core, mm-hmm. but they played both Connor Timmins and Kevin Connaughton on the defensive side with uh, Sam Gerrard recovering a bit. Yeah. Um, it looked a little disjointed at times. It, it certainly looked like they had one pairing they were comfortable with and was comfortable with each other in uh, Graves and Makar. I oof, I thought Graves looked really good. I have no arguments there. It outside of Connaughton and Timmins, I think all the defensemen looked fine. The passing was a bit off at times, but that was true of everyone on both sides. I haven't gone through all of the grades um, so far yet. I haven't written all of them yet, so um, I'm not sure where I land on all of them. But uh, I didn't really notice Ian Cole a whole lot. I mean, uh, Zadorov took that first penalty. If you're like, not noticing Ian Cole in the playoffs, though, he's doing his job, right? That's exactly like, what I wrote in his player grade, <laughs> was that not noticing Cole, given his role, and I'm sorry for the, the rhyme, but given his given his role, not noticing Ian Cole is, is fine. Like, you're you're okay with that. Um, I honestly, I, a lot of people were talking about McCarr looking iffy. I thought McCarr got better. Yeah, I agree. Um, As the game went on, his passing got cleaner and crisper. Yeah, it, a couple of icings early on. He threw a stretch pass into McKinnon's feet that had he been able to go tape to tape would have been a two-on-one. Um, there were some the, eh, moments early on from him, but I really he had a he had a really nice opportunity uh, late in the second period when he he came down that right side and he had a good look at it. I, I there there was there was enough that I liked that I felt pretty good about Makar overall. Yeah, I I mean there weren't many guys on the outside that I had big complaints about to be honest. No, um my only real my major complaint was the Timmins 4 minute penalty. Right. And it's an and it was an accident. Right. But a a four like Jost totally did that on purpose. Like, <laughs> like Jost, Jost smoked that guy. Timmins, Tim, the Timmins one was way more of an accident. Nonetheless, when you're, you've already when you're taken protecting... six penalties this game, and you're a one goal lead in the third period. Yeah, you're in a one goal, and when you're when you're talking about a guy that, as a high IQ player, you're expecting more. You don't expect. He should know better, right? Like yeah, exactly. But outside of that penalty, I really. There was one other sequence where Timmins uh, made a poor decision with the puck in his own zone. The the Wild ended up taking it from him. He tried to come. He tried to get back on it, and he ended up falling down and sliding into the corner. And they were cool. Yeah. Um, they 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 didn't pay any price for it. They didn't get a scoring chance out of it. Nothing came of it. Teammates helped him out, but like that one little moment, and then the rest of the game, I thought he looked just solid. Hold up, hold up. I got yeah. you. I- mute this hang on we'll do it this way it's a little a little slow on the uptake here but this is uh this is timmins just <laughs> eating it there yeah <laughs> yeah not great didn't love that um and it's kind of kind of fits in with what we've been talking about or what i saw at camp where sometimes he makes mistakes 
and he gets desperate because he knows that the skating is his skating is his biggest weakness. With it. Yeah, exactly. And so he knows he's in trouble, and then he get he gets a little panicky, and then he eats it. And you're like, oh, well, you just made it five times worse, right? <laughs> It's the you can't fall for the sunk cost fallacy. You made the mistake and now give it up right. and, and move on. Right. Don't uh, don't compound the mistake by now removing yourself from the play completely. Yeah, exactly. Uh, wasn't, but wasn't the only one. To be fair, uh, there was an absolutely awful pinch no. by EJ in the second period as well that Nemesnikov totally bailed him out on. But yeah, two two bad pinches from EJ today. Uh, Nemesnikov bailed him out on one. Nemesnikov was really good today. Yes, he was. the guy in our in our in our comments right now that is going on about Nemestikov disappearing. I thought I thought he was really good. He was fantastic all game. Um, he's getting he's getting at least a B when I grade him. Um <laughs> I uh two two the two bad pinches from EJ got he got back on the second one uh yep. and and took his guy away and it was just fine. The other one though he definitely he got bailed out. And those are those are the the decisions that he makes that continue to frustrate because otherwise I loved what EJ did. He got up and down the ice. I he thought was he was really, really well. Yeah. He, when he, and when he's active like that, I love watching him play because he's just, he's just so big and he moves so well. And that was for you, Robin. And he just gets <laughs> after it. I saw and, that tweet too. And I was yeah. like, mm, mm. way to be wrong on both counts, buddy. <laughs> Uh, but no, he, he was, I really liked when he was, uh, when he was initiating and activating on offense, the decision-making, it's always an adventure with him. It just always is. I'm, yeah, Um, I I will take, I will take the EJ they got today. I will take that every single game. I I will live with the the decision-making that's up and down, whatever. I don't care. Especially. We've talked about this a little bit before, but you have a rusty team with a defense that's pretty up and down. You're looking for an anchor to help steady that on the defensive side. Yes. That's Sam Gerard, dude. Not having not having G, it shows. Yep. Hey, this is this is why when we're talking about like offseason stuff and we're like Alex or uh, William Nylander for Gerard, right? And we're both like, love Nylander. Yeah. I think he might be the better player, but Gerard is so important to exactly. the That's exactly how He's I would put it. So important to the defense. And we saw it a little bit today. Missed what's going on with G. Nothing. Just uh, he took a maintenance day yesterday, and there's no reason to play him in an exhibition game if he's not 100%. Yeah. So. Also, it's the playoffs now, so he has to get hurt right at the start. Right. So, get it out just, of the way. Let's get it out of the way in the round robin. Whatever. Connor Timmons can play. We can get all excited about it. Zadorov can lose his job next year, and then G will come back for the first round. Yep. There you go. <laughs> see, do you see how I solve the world's problems? So easy. It's so can you easy. Guys, can you guys just elect me to be the good decision maker for the universe? I got this. Just, Just trust in me. Uh, I got this. Does bring up a good point here. Hard to take a ton away given that there were 30 minutes of penalties taken in this game. It- yeah, I went to look at the uh, I went to look at the uh, the the shot charts and all that stuff um, for the third period. Eight minutes of even strength time. Yeah, 
Not eight minutes. Not and not when you, for the record, uh, this was not the turtle because yeah. it was dead even across the board. Uh, in those eight minutes of, of five, five, it was seven in Corsi. It was four, four in shots. Three, three in scoring chances at one, one. I did dead across the board. So not the turtle, and they did a good job at the end of the game. Um, I was all about it. Uh, the hat is the old Denver Nuggets minor logo from way back in the day. AJ's got fire hats on this show all the so, time. He's yeah, I have, I have a birthday coming up in a couple of weeks, and let me tell you, I am hoping to get at least one more hat to my collection. All right. Let me put a hat on my list. Well, I have uh, I have one that's already been purchased for me. I just have to – the person who has it has to actually physically give it to oh, me. They, they, so you already got one coming. Yeah, it's, uh, I've got a Hartford Yard Goats hat coming, so I am Ooh. very excited for that. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even going to try to say your name. I'm sorry, dude. We will get to that in just a second as we yeah. do have to take our first period break. By doing so, AJ, DraftKings yes, – king of the game is it uh, there are two choices in my mind here there are two choices all right one nathan mckinnon bringing the nathan mckinnon goal that absolutely lit everyone up or two gabe landeskog was probably the best offensive player just absolutely doing work net front in my opinion i gave landeskog a c you gave landeskog a c he for did, the penalties, he, for the penalties, yeah. Two separate, two separate penalties and a bunch of turnovers in the first period. One of those penalties was baby soft, though. It, look, <laughs> no, you know I'm with you, but like, <laughs> you can't be taking that man. Um, if those are my options, it's definitely McKinnon. Oh, so I go for someone Mc- else then. Uh, I thought that. Colorado's other best player today was Kadri. So I I would take McKinnon over Kadri, but I thought Kadri was so good today. Kadri had the hype show, right? But he has nothing to show for it at the end of the game. Yeah, like when you're talking about a king in the game, you got to go with the guy that gave everybody the highlight and was the talk of the NHL when it happened. Yeah. Because everybody was like, oh, Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> exactly. That was it was, it was vintage, like vintage. it was one of those like uh it was one of those and one mixtapes where somebody breaks somebody's ankles and you see everybody in the background falls down and is freaking out. <laughs> That's what the internet looked like when McKinnon scored that goal. The super hot fire video of some dude just like That's yeah, that's I couldn't <laughs> I, I was thinking that, but I was trying to <laughs> yeah. leave it to leave it to you to, to be on the safe wavelength. I got you. I you got know. you. All right, I well, it's it's decided well, that. I mean, <laughs> McKinnon, hot fire, he spits that. <laughs> exactly that. And if you want to bet on Nathan McKinnon over at DraftKings Sportsbook, plus fourteen hundred to win the Consmith, he scores a couple more goals like that, and I tell you what, it's going to be hard to say 
know. You can head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook right now, and when you sign up with code DNBR, you can bet on any team to win. A $20 bet will earn you $100 if they do win. Five to one odds, a one-time special bonus for new accounts. So be sure to get on it with that DNVR odds boost. Again, $20 to win, $100. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download their top-rated app today. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, conditions, and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 of course we also have breckenridge brewery as i'm sipping myself on aj's favorite strawberry sky mm. right here today i'm not my favorite anymore oh my god are you mountain beach man now like the rest of the no, company no i really love the uh vanilla porter Ooh, uh, see it's... that surprises me from you a little bit me too because they are not my thing yeah there's like I you're more of a light beer type guy yeah yeah i've always been more of a light beer kind of guy because i suck at this but vanilla vanilla porter just delicious just, dude it just hits and for whatever <laughs> reason it makes me it makes me think i need to redo my whole beer thing because now you gotta uh, test them all again start well, I, turned, I turned 30 and all a bunch of my food tastes changed and so i was like oh crap now what <laughs> so, so i wonder enough. if the same thing happened with beer well, I, do you drink wine i don't know i've never had wine before. okay me either i I'm, I've, i mean i've had it but i'm not a fan it's like it i don't know if that changes when you get older either but either way if you want some Breckenridge Brewery, whether it be the Strawberry Sky, the Manila Porter, the Avalanche Amber, you can always go to your local Davidson's or liquor store to pick it up, or the Farmhouse, of course, or the DNVR Bar. We are planning to have a watch party for the Avs' first proper game against the St. Louis Blues. Not posted yet, but keep your eyes out for the RSVP, because that place will fill up quick. Yeah. So We have restrictions, unfortunately, with everything that's still going on, so it'll have to be... First, let's sign up and and show up to the bar with the reservations or the ones who get in. I'm still pushing because it is a 4:30 game, I believe. I'm yeah, pushing for mimosas. <laughs> I'm still pushing for mimosas. <laughs> I mean, nothing's stopping you from ordering a mimosa in the evening, right? Well, I just you know some places don't always serve them all day, and so I mean, I I imagine they'd serve it to you, maybe not in like a mimosa stem glass but no no you know what they they need to be giving me bottomless mimosas oh there you go yeah <laughs> that way you and i can get all kinds of messed get, up and then try and go learn how to play game pod yeah <laughs> <laughs> you just got to drink just the right amount and then you'll be a god that's the that's the key but back to this hockey game <laughs> that we just watched the second period of the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings sportsbook We've talked about the defense a little bit. We've talked about McKinnon, but boy, outside of some sloppy passing and some issues with possession time, when that Avs forward core got the puck in the offensive zone at five on five, they were dangerous, man. <laughs> yes, yes, they were. <laughs> The evil laugh into the yes. <laughs> Playing with the, the speed that they were generating. Mm-hmm. Like, you just look at the McKinnon goal and where that play starts. They get possession behind their net. It's a quick move out. Uh, it's a quick move from Zadorov up to Landeskog, who's a couple, like, what, a step or two inside the blue line. And then McKinnon just drives the middle of the ice. Yep. I mean, look at this. Woof! It's a bye-bye. Can we, I mean, it's a great shot, but can we appreciate that 
one more time. Look at this play by Landis God. He suckers in two wild players to him and just does a little touch pass over to McKinnon. Yeah, so this is the thing. That's that's Eric Stahl. Eric Stahl is made of all dust and old bones at this point. <laughs> he he either sees – there's only two things that happen here. He either sees McKinnon driving the, the middle of the ice and is like, I have to go all in on Landis God with the puck and try and steal this. Yep. Or he doesn't see him at all. And is is so locked in on the puck that he doesn't notice that one of the world's top three players is about to put poor poor Brad Hunt on <laughs> on a highlight reel. And then and then Brad Hunt is standing still when McKinnon gets that puck, and they are forty feet apart, and it didn't matter. McKinnon yep. was just like, "Bye, bye, girl. <laughs> See ya." <laughs> it was so nasty, dude. It was like that. Their ability to play through the neutral zone like that and the idea that Minnesota would have that much space with Nathan McKinnon out there. It's and such a get it's to me that's it's just giggles. It's so dumb. It and Minnesota a team that has tried to play shutdown D for most of this season. And that ain't it, Chief, right there. <laughs> yeah. So granted the rust and all that, yeah, but knowing that every team in the league just saw Nathan McKinnon do that and just went, oh no, oh no. Well, and like after after Edmonton last night, yep, and Colorado today, and Tampa Bay today, yeah, Tampa Bay. There's a there's a couple of teams whose star players showed up and were like, we here, boys. <laughs> we we ready to do that bubble hockey. <laughs> So, yeah, Avs do take it down 3-2. Um, def- or forward core, sorry, beyond the the kind of top two lines. You already mentioned Kadri looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, battle for the positional spots. Did Jost do enough? No. I agree. And it sucks because I thought he played well. Um, the penalty there, what I wrote in the grades was that uh, at this point, you guys aren't even going to need to freaking read them. But uh, what I wrote is that Nieto, Nieto did what Nieto does. It's the old vet move. Let the yep. young guy make the mistakes. He played He played the perfectly sound game uh, and, and let the competition for that spot kind of self-destruct. And self-destruct is strong because Jost, I, I, outside of the penalty, Jost was good. I liked his game. That pass that he made to Nieto cross ice was a laser and Nieto was like, whoa, what the he hell was that? He was not ready for yeah, that he, bullet, yeah. <laughs> it was, no. He did not know Tyson Jones had that bullet in that gun. He did not know Tyson <laughs> Jones owned that gun. It was, to be very American and use a gun metaphor, <laughs> like, he had he had no idea that was coming. And I don't blame him. Have we ever seen Tyson Jones make a pass like that before? I don't think it was I have. Awesome. Yeah, that thing was smoking. Like, he... <laughs> rifled that thing over there and Nieto was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and and once he got it, you know, once he settled it down, he got the shot away, but it was too late at that point. He needed to be on the one timer. Um I'm if it wasn't for the penalty, I would probably say yes. So it's close. Just, it was it was close. Lead. Yeah. And I would continue when they get into the round robin. I would Get give Nieto. Going, yeah. I would give Nieto St. Louis, and I would give Jost. I would certainly give Jost Vegas. 
um, yeah. just style wise. And then that might be how I determine it. If it's a little more of a defensive team, you go with Nieto. If it's a little bit more of an offensive team that that wants to open up, there there will be a little bit more space. You go with Jost because I think that's how close it is. What a difference a year makes. You know, Dude, game seven of last year, Tyson Jost and Colin Wilson were were on a line in game seven together, the second line. No, I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's that. But also, last year, the oh, if the Evs want a more of a defensive look, their their switch into the roster is Gabe Bork. <laughs> now it's Tyson Jost. Yeah, it was like Gabe Bork or Spain Andrigetto. Yeah. <laughs> so. It they've come a long way in such a short time. Yeah, they managed I mean, they really to, have. unlike the the Wild, they managed to get through this game healthy as well. No injuries as of yet. So, uh, one game down, uh, sixteen yeah. more wins to go. Well, I guess potentially nineteen more wins to go. So, um, for, for our comment section here, just for the record, um, that Nieto Belmar Calvert line got annihilated yeah it was terrible on the possession metrics but yeah um it was uh two coursey four and 13 against for calvert and three and 11 for belmar their best offensive moment in the game was calvert (laughs) missing an empty net so (laughs) which was like also that yeah i don't know how he missed that dude i i if we went back, I think I think the defender probably got a stick on it. He probably did, but it's man. what I thought happened live because I was like, "What the hell was that?" Right? There's no way he he chunks it that bad, but it. I mean, it does seem unlikely, right? Yeah. I mean, it's possible, but anyway, um, just just to point that out, it's you know, I'm not not rolling by trying to dunk on anybody, um. <laughs> It, and and I'm not to, for the record I'm not putting a whole lot of stock into the uh, the shot stuff today um, because so little of the game was played at even strength and there was so little flow and then when there was um, like the third period the eight minutes of, of of even strength time you're in a one goal game so you're just removing huge chunks of the game because of context and it's like. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna mess with that. Like I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do the tiebreakers look like to ensure the Avs don't get the four seed if they only win one game in the round robin? I believe the tiebreakers just go to uh, regular season points. They do. It's regular season point percentage if they're ties, which so, will do the Avs well against everyone but the Blues. Right. That's why we said they pretty much win one game, and I think mm-hmm. they're. Not fourth anyway. Not fourth, yeah. Which not Edmonton, which we'll get into on Friday. Yeah, that'll that'll those that show is coming closer to proper games. But for now, we're talking about today's game. Were you surprised at how chippy it was? I don't think it was like super chippy, but Minnesota got a little bit mad there in the latter half of the game. Yeah, well, bads always get mads. So I wasn't I wasn't too surprised that that Marcus Felino was uh upset because he wakes up and he doesn't have to step on a Lego for him to be in a bad mood to start his day. He's just always mad. So I I don't I don't have any issue with, with bads getting mads. Um it's fine. Do your thing. Get upset. 
he ended up he ended up with that bloody mustache as his reward for his shenaniganery anyway. So it felt like karmic retribution. Yeah, I, an I accidental high stick from Timmons, and it was kind of like, meh, sort of earned it. Pal. A little bit of karma for sure. Yeah. Especially after like you're going after Kadri, who's like the one guy on the outs who just cannot do anything. <laughs> he cannot step out of line and defend himself properly. Because we've seen him beat dudes, we've seen him beat a suspension out of a man this year. Yep. And there was no there was no way that he was he was gonna cross that line. And Felino literally with both hands, like grabbed his helmet. Yeah. Gave him a little face like, hug there. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like Is this a daytime soap all of a sudden? Like, what's about to happen here? And of course it's like an angry face grab. Yeah. And Kadri can't do anything about it. He's the one guy that's not allowed to do anything about it. Yep. Still got so, a penalty out of the situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get your get your face grabbed and go to the box for roughing. The, the NHL continues to be dumb. <laughs> Oh, your name is Nazem Kadri. All right, goodbye. <laughs> right, um, a man is yelling at you and has dropped his stick and is grabbing your face. And while yes, you have shoved him back, and yes, you are also exchanging adult language with him. That is uh, that that constitutes roughing. Whatever, dude. Kadri's Kadri's not like some grand victim in the whole scheme, but we've seen some questionable nonsense against him this year. For sure. Especially against Minnesota. Do you remember he was the, the yeah, dude that got right. dragged down from behind? Yep. Burkowski pulled that same move today, and all and you didn't hear any of the Minnesota people who were like, oh, he dove. <laughs> you didn't hear any of that? Uh-uh. That was a great, great hog tie by Burkowski. Of, of the penalties in this game, that one was one of the ones that it's like, yep, you took a penalty. <laughs> like... <laughs> and when I saw it live, I was like, uh, I don't know about that. I could see where they would call it holding, and then they showed the replay where he got him around the neck and it was like yeah, it's like okay. oh boy he smoked oh that, no <laughs> that's a good old cattle roping right there <laughs> I, saw, <laughs> I used to go to the rodeo quite a bit and see that all time <laughs> texas boy here yeah it was uh man i missed the rodeo but neither here nor there that was uh i love i love cadre getting under marcus felino's skin just because he existed and then uh, the chippiness was nice. Like these are still two teams that don't like each other. They can sure. stand next to each other on the blue line all they want, but they don't like each other. <laughs> that, I mean, those were you talked about Kadri, the other instigator there, Matt Dumba, certainly not afraid to get into Atlantiscog a few times there. Everybody, so I can't stand. Let me just say this: I can't stand Carson Susie. Um, <laughs> it started in the preseason because he kept going after Landy. Yep. Specifically, he kept going after Landy. And then they spent all game going at each other. And then Carson Susie ended up on the wrong end of two of the goals. And I'm just like, keep playing this dude. You just keep <laughs> playing this dude. <laughs> You'll get value like, there like, every I time. I yeah. dare you to keep playing this dude. And they did. And guess what? Landis Gog ate that fool alive. <laughs> so I I it's an exhibition game. You're not, you're not hard matching or whatever, but watching him go out against that top line multiple times was entertaining. So what, uh, what AJ's trying to say here is Minnesota's got some problems. Maybe they need to do a little bit of manscaping when it comes to those roster decisions. So well, he's got to, uh, what's his face? Got to manscape that bloody mustache. Yeah, off his face yeah. now. Felino's got, uh, got some serious manscaping work to do there. Maybe some green mountain dental work as well. Who knows? Uh, but if you're nice. looking, for Manscaped, which who are dedicated to helping you 
and your full body grooming game, both below and above the belt, they have you covered. They've forever changed the game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Comes with that lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer, as well as a ton of liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. The trimmer is one of the best on the market. It is a ceramic blade, so you get none of those nicks and none of that dangerous stuff going on if you're going below the belt. It's also great for above the belt as well. This is how I trimmed my beard just the other day. AJ, I think it was your first time using it as well. And it's mm. super easy. Real quick. Bang, bang, bang. Done. The light all on the it. way through. Yeah, I know, right? Like you can't if you're struggling to see, it's just like boop, there's it's, there's the long hair. So I have this, I have this really uh this will be TMI, but this is <laughs> I have this I have this weird thing where I don't turn bathroom lights on. Okay. Um I've done it since I was a kid. But um, so I don't so with that, and you're good to go. The light was amazing. Yeah, I was like, and, and it's like brighter than you would expect it to be. Oh, perfect. I'm yeah, a, a great addition. So you got that as well as all of their other formulas, whether it be their crop preserver for a below the belt toner and a handful of other things, including anti-chafe deodorant in their perfect package. To order, head on over to manscaped.com and use code DNBR20 to get 20% off and free shipping. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We talked about it a little bit, AJ, but who won the goaltending battle today? I know you said they both look great, but someone's got to win. I mean, I guess you say Frankie because it was he got he didn't give anything up. But when you also look at it, Grubauer significantly less too, right? Yeah, Grubauer gives up a four on three goal where they allow a Royal Road pass that I'm sorry, but that's going in. Yep. And Grubauer, I mean, hell, Grubauer even almost got there. And, and then the other one was a weird bounce off of Jordan Stahl's body that nobody even knew where it was. Well, it, it hit Nemesnikov and then deflected into Stahl's body and then right to Stahl's feet where he just right. gets to tap it in. Like. And he slapped it in, and it was like that was it. Otherwise, he was fine. And I don't blame I don't blame Grubauer for either one of those goals against. Yep. Um, I, thought, I thought both goalies looked totally fine, but I think by default you have to give it to Frankie. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's, it's, not totally, it's not totally fair. But, I, I mean, just from but, an eye test perspective, too, right? Grubauer was pretty darn scrambly, especially in the first period. I mean, Frankie made a save where he his back was to the ice again, where he was yeah, spinning. Like, yeah, he was spinning when he covered that puck, for sure. And, like, and like he does that. That's a thing that he's done a number of times this year. But I'm saying, like, we're, you're, you're going to ding a guy for being scrambly, and it's, like, the one chance that Frankie really had. Uh, where he he sort of a, a puck was bouncing on him, and he did the exact same thing. I guess I should put it this way: Frankie's <clears throat> mo is scramble. <laughs> when Grubauer's locked in, it's usually very very calm. Economy of motion, good reads. Yeah. Grubauer did have one really nice read on a play where uh, Minnesota. Sh- I thought that that was a goal, and Grubauer read it perfectly, and he pushed at the right time, and he got over on it, and it was a nice save. You don't think about that because he stops the puck. Yep. Um, true. There, there wasn't anything that I saw from Frankie that I thought was particularly great. But yeah. that, like, like when you're not noticing Ian Cole, that's a testament to good positioning and good goaltending. So, again, I would have to say, by default, Frankie wins. I, he had yeah. the zero goals and Grubauer had two. Is whether or not that's fair, 
you know what? Life isn't fair when you give up when you each get half of a game and defensively they play much better in one half than the other. Then you know it sucks, but. And this is only game one. The expectation already announced by the Avs is that both will get games in the round robin. So yeah, they will. They will split. So it's fine. Like just just for uh just for just just for posterity here. Um, Grubauer saw sixteen shots on the first period. Right. Frankie Much- with his team protecting a one goal lead saw eight in the third. And, and I think I believe Grubauer got the lion's share in the second as well. So Frankie got like 11, 12, 13 shots in the whole game. Yeah. Um, for the record, some of the stat scraping so far has been real bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> uh, given given the other games. But yeah. So, okay. So in total, um, Grubauer saw 20 shots. Frankie saw 14. Yeah. So. The, um, the lion's share of of the offense was seen by Grubauer, and and that was as much the defense adjusting and getting back up to game speed as anything else. Yeah, because they did tighten up as the yep. game went on. That first period was a loosey goosey disaster. Yep. But when it comes to because like like tandems are fine, and I don't have any issues with getting through eighty two games with a tandem. But when you get into the postseason, you want to know who you're starting. Yeah. And the defensemen want to know because they play, they have certain communications with each goaltender. They're all, uh, all of those, com- all those relationships and how guys like things. They're all a little bit different. You don't want to be going back and forth constantly. You want one of these guys to separate. If that means one of these guys has to, has to be bad during the ex- during the round robins, fine. But you want separation. You'd prefer if both guys were really good and you were picking between two good options. But you really do want one guy to, to to separate and kind of stand out. Yeah, I agreed on that one. It, it the Avs as they stand right now, they don't have a ton of worries. They just don't. the The forwards had no trouble jumping in. The defensemen adjusted well throughout this game, and and the goaltenders did their job. Yeah. So you're not coming out of this exhibition game with anything other than, all right, start fine-tuning and and get ready to go for a proper playoff series through this round robin. Yeah. I mean, for the Avs, um, we talk about physicality and they hack it and blah, 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 right? Had more hits in this game, blocked a lot more shots. Overall, we're, we're the more physical team which might have led to them being more penalized, maybe. But also, I just think that they got got a little bit outplayed in this one. Like, not a lot, but a little bit. Yeah, I think that's But they outskilled. Their skills shined. Yep. Because you look at all of the goals, all of those are skill goals. There's nothing really particularly greasy about a pass off the pads, Nathan McKinnon, and then Landeskog with an easy rebound in front of the net where he just, you have a, you have a five on three advantage. You can just stand there freely. They got the puck to dangerous areas. They use their speed to beat people and they were in the correct positions. Like yeah, that's quality hockey all the way around. Right. Like that's, that's a formula. That's a repeatable formula. 
and easily, easily could have been a couple of more goals because they had Miko Ranton especially had some yep. really nice chances. He had a bomb one timer. There were great chances in front beyond the goal for Landeskog, and McKinnon had a great one in front as well. Yeah, Miko had that backdoor tap in that he just missed off his stick. Where I was like, please. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's all positive. Obviously, the the win is great, even if it means nothing. But the Avs, it's momentum, right? There's not a whole lot of momentum going around in yeah, the bubble, but true. this is as much momentum as you can generate into games that actually mean something. the the raw The raw fact is, is that winning is fun and losing is not. And when you're stuck in this bubble in this environment, you're going to be forced to kind of ride the wave of whichever one you're on. If you lose a couple of games, you're not going to be able to get away from anything. You're not going to be able to escape any of it because you're, you're sort of just stuck there. Yeah. If you're, if you're winning, you're feeling like you're living in the moment and you're just, you're on top of the world. And so even though we say, Hey, this game is meaningless. Winning is just more fun. Straight up. Now the, the fact that they have like four more days off before their next game is like, okay, well, whatever momentum they might have gotten from this quite a bit, yeah. Probably won't exist. Still, it it has to give the team a little bit of confidence to know that <clears throat> look, first of all, it gives you a gauge of where another NHL team is at. Yeah. Secondly, it it shows that you guys still have all of the things that make your team run. Yeah. So I I think it's it's a big deal, but as as we wind down the the show here, the post game show, what are what are your takeaways? I guess from this game, um, Colorado star players, still star players. Um, it, specifically in the head to head against Minnesota, Colorado's best players are just better. Um, the depth didn't have a good day today. I would agree, and but they got away with it nonetheless. Yeah, and the defense. They survived uh, the onslaught at the beginning where they played like garbage. They tightened the screws as the game went on, and they got a lot better and started to look a lot more like the abs that we're comfortable with. And, boy, do they miss Sam Gerrard. Like, yeah. He's just yep. an important part of that defense. And I really don't have any issue with Timmons. Uh, I don't think he did anything today that would say he should push his way into the lineup. If there is an injury going into round one and a Gerard isn't healthy or a Makar isn't healthy or whatever, any of them aren't healthy, any of those top six, um, I would I would still take Timmons over Connaughton, but I don't think it's it, – they each played in the game today. They each had moments, both good and bad. Yep. So, And it's funny because you like Timmons, and Timmons is the young guy, so you want you want him to do well. So when he makes a mistake, you shrug it off. If Kanan had taken that four-minute penalty, everybody would have burned it down. Yeah, it. I mean, it is what just, it is. Kanan was also it, it, the other side of the coin too. Kanan was, you know, a couple inches away from a ridiculous dangle goal net front on the other side. But Timmons was a couple inches away from a putback goal as well, wide open net that he just kind of chipped wide there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I mean, each guy, each, like I said, there were there were moments for each guy. I don't think there was much separation there. As much as I want to be like, Connor Timmons outplayed that fool. He's got to be on the team. He's got to make the ice. He's got to be your first guy to come in the lineup if there's an injury. Maybe even consider sitting that bums the door off, but not nothing like that. Just not the case. Yeah. No, not at all. It was it was the 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 five of the regulars did just fine. You saw the good and the bad from each of them a little bit, and then 
neither one of those guys look like they belong ahead of anybody. So Yep. Agreed. So I mean, <clears throat> yeah, that's where it is. I think the Avs generally trended in the right direction and they got the W. Yep. So And hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna be figuring out who you are, everybody's figuring out who they are again. Yep. As long as you're winning while you're doing that, you're not getting too upset about it. Exactly that. Power so play we, could have been a little bit better. I penalty gonna, kill got good. Yep. Like penalty, penalty kill looked a lot better as the game went on. Yeah. The power play had its moments. Um, not just not getting, just just not getting your sh- uh, shots on goals yep. continues to be an annoyance. The classic inconsistency there, but yeah, them continuing to try Burakovsky on that bumper, which is something they did all through camp. It just uh, makes no sense. Kadri yeah. on the second unit. See, Burkowski made a couple of really nice plays in camp where I can see where they're like, hey, let's give this a whirl against a real team. It looked like garbage today. It, yeah, you're just not getting value out of Burkowski's skill set there. You're just not. Yeah. I think there's an argument that you're not getting value out of anyone's skill set there, but that's a topic for a different pod. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do, right? <laughs> exactly. Um Either way, we don't need to get into the the power play topic just yet. We can have that conversation after the the round robin, depending on how things go. It, it was as we left it off. Yeah. Uh, it was it, it one you would say it wasn't good enough. Two, you would say it also wasn't atrocious. This embarrassing, oh my god, the worst in the league, and <laughs> they should be embarrassed, and they have to fire Ray Bennett. It was fine. It was it was just okay. When you win and you didn't play your best, pretty good day. That's exactly it. The Avs brought yeah. their C plus game, maybe. Yeah, that's B minus. I'm good with that. So they got the W anyway. And before we get out of here today, do need to acknowledge MSU Denver Online, which puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. They have many, many professors who have worked in the industries they are now teaching on, so they're a great networking opportunity as well. MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs, and some of our very very own staff members here at DNBR taking MSU Denver online classes this summer. Hit up Ali Monroy or Harrison Wind if you have any questions on how things are going over there and you want some insider info. That's going to wrap up this winner's lounge. I guess this is a lounge post-game show for the DNVR Avalanche podcast. As always, thank you for watching. You know, over here at DNVR, we got you all covered couple of days off for the as well they'll be practicing and all of that but then august 2nd it's gonna be a sprint all the way home from there basically we'll be here covering every single abs game there is so keep it locked in and, and until tomorrow we will talk to you guys next time